Hello, sir. Hey, what's going on, man? Can you hear me? Oh, it's a lot more uh, crispier than the other one. Oh, you already know, man. I'm wearing, using this <laughs> condenser microphone today. Yeah. What, what, are you using your, your laptop? Nah, I'm using my... um. Oh, yeah, I'm on my laptop, but then I hooked up my microphone. I haven't used this in, shoot, probably a couple of years now, honestly. But, how, but it sounds pretty good? It sounds pretty good. There's no echo or anything in the background. Nice, nice. Okay, cool, cool. I wish I can use it for my iPad, dude, because I, I, I'm doing the podcast on the iPad, but it won't allow me to use any other external mic beside an AirPod. Well, your audio is pretty clear, honestly. That's kind of weird, because then when I, I, I hear it back, I don't know, maybe the first couple of times it didn't sound too good, but this apparently the last couple of episodes have been pretty decent from what people tell me. I'm not going to lie. When I, re- when I heard that last episode we did, I was like, wait. Did I record this with like a calculator or something? Because my quality was <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> yeah, now it's clear as hell, dude. It's like I'm, it's like I'm actually next to you. I know, right? This is this is how you do a podcast. Seriously, dude, imagine those. Uh, because I wanted to do a, a physical one. Like, were you in person? Oh hell yeah! Then, then we can do a video. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I just for one, you need an office space, or or not your home, and then you gotta get the like tabletop. Um, microphones and then you gotta have the audio thing that i don't even know how to use you're just like kind of a lot of things to go into but you, but you got a microphone don't you i do i have i have the one the same thing as you you have a blue yeti right no i got a road oh you okay i have a blue yeti well i don't anymore but i have a another mic but then it's i use it for that's when i use the for our first podcast together that's when i use it for but other than that i, I don't have a tabletop one that i want personally Oh, okay. Yeah, because mine I used for uh, studio recording, so mine's hey. not a, it's not a USB mic. It's the actual, I got to put it into the audio, audio oh, interface. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know how to use that. Like, oh, yeah. Use... It, gets, it gets pricey. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know how to use that one. Because then what, my homeboy had a, well, he had a podcast and I was on it. And he, he literally had this whole setup, right? Like he had the microphone, like the headphones. Um, You got to. I don't even know why you have to use the headphones, I guess. And then he had the yeah, interface. Yeah, I, I have headphones on right now. I have to have headphones. I don't know. Like, when I was next to him, I was a little next, right next to him. I didn't, I didn't know why we had to wear headphones. But, I mean, the quality was pretty good. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Honestly, it's a it's a good investment to have. You know, you never know where you're going to need a clear mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it's worth it. Like you, all you need is a microphone, and then you need like a mic stand, and then audio interface. You get like a good used one for like less than a hundred. It's just a microphone. That's it. Well, I don't even know how to use the, the interface. Is the thing. It's like you. What, what do you got to press? You got to turn the knobs and all that stuff. I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Yeah, pretty much just converts the microphone because it's uh using the um, it's it's a different cord. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Different input, but the audio interface is there to give it power. So it gets like the clearest possible um, audio recording. How much is it? Like, do you think? Uh, let's see. Like, if, if you have a good, like, not above average. Above average? Well, you can get like a simple one with just one output and one input. You can probably get that for or one to two input output. You can probably get that for like a hundred, like a cheap, like a uh, decent one mm-hmm. like used. Mm-hmm. You, want, you want to get it used. I'm all about getting things used just because, you know, <laughs> it, it, but maybe that's just me being cheap. You know, I mean, or maybe it's me finding a good deal. That's what I'm about. You know. Well, what if it's brand new? Like, like three hundred dollars? 
Yeah, four. like mine was like 300 because mine was like brand new when it first came out. I bought a used mm-hmm. one and it didn't work. That's why I got screwed over. <laughs> but my microphone is used. My microphone is, I think mine retails like 350 or four. I got it for like 150 used. Oh, that's what the stimulus package is for, bro. $600. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I want to ask, did you get one? A stimulus? Yeah. Yeah, I got one. Dang. Why, you what was it for? I did. What was the first thing you did with it? I had to pay for my car's registration. <laughs> Dude, that, well, with the Corvette, how much was that? Like, what, 500 Yeah, it was 550 well, it, was, it was all, I actually got it last week. And then the morning of, I went to go get my, uh, my Corolla smogged because I needed to do mm-hmm. that registration too. So mm-hmm. I did it all in one day and I was like. Wait, mm, you still have your Corolla? Of course I do. I don't, I don't Wait. drive the Corvette oh wait 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 i forgot you told me that was already paid off yeah so the, oh all, okay so that's like my little my little commuter and it's uh lets me drive incognito you know no one really knows that i'm driving around but when i got the corvette it's like um it's, it's a little flashy <laughs> what he basically meant people is that when he goes to a um un uh, unterritory uh, not so safe area <laughs> He puts the Corolla on just to, just yeah. to make sure. <laughs> you know how it is. Bro, I say that because when I first got the car, it got hit three days later. Wait, the Corvette? Wait, I didn't tell you that? No, wait, what? Oh, bro, dude, right? Like three days after I got after I got the car, I went to my friend's house. I was like, oh, dude, check out got a new car. I went to drive down into his house. He lives probably like four blocks down the street from me on the Vallejo side. Mm-hmm. And then, and I was probably at his house for like two hours, and then I walk out, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Just wait, like a, where did he, there's a, wait, where did he get hit? Like someone just backed up into uh, my uh, the, the the door. Oh, yeah, my someone backed God. into it and like dipped, and now and the fact the car is made out of fiberglass, so it doesn't dent, it breaks. Oh, so how much did you spend on that? Uh, well, luckily. I got insured right away when I got it, so mm. it all went through insurance, and I only paid my uh, what's it called, the deductible. deductible. Yeah, yeah. And that was like two hundred, so I'm not even tripping. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, tri- that's not yeah, bad at all. Two hundred, and I got I got all original parts. They don't make aftermarket. Yeah, I mean, I would assume so. Yeah, what but, is, what yeah, is it? So that's what insurance is for. That's true. One of the things that I, I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, the the whole stimulus thing, right? Because mm-hmm. people were complaining about it. People, were, I don't know how to understand. I mean, they were like, "Why we only get six hundred? And that, I, mean, I get it. I, I get why it doesn't work out for a lot of people. Uh, with with how it was last year, mortgage are like way behind. Uh, house payments are way behind. Rent is more like rent is way behind. Yeah, six hundred is not enough. I mean, it's we live in California. We live in the Bay Area. You know, like that, we we use that in a day. But what can you use it for? What can you do with that? Instead of complaining about it, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, you're going to get it. No matter what you say, you're going to get it. So what can you do with that 600 if you can't use it for something big? I mean, it's all really about your priorities, really. Mm-hmm. What I tell people is, I mean, yes, it's free money. And mm-hmm. you weren't expecting to get it, but don't treat it as like a bonus or something. Use it as to help out with, I don't know, paying your, paying your debt, 
you know, like a credit card mm-hmm. debt, put on the high interest cards, or even just utilizing it for yeah, groceries, like the necessities, you know, because the whole point mm-hmm. of the stimulus check was to stimulate the economy. So they give us money to put back into the economy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But people just are they're just buying. I mean, the whole point was, is to spend it. But there's people out there like me that like to save money too much and it doesn't stimulate anything. <laughs> Do you think it's going to bite us in the ass? The stimulus checks? The whole thing. Oh, in, I... Like uh, how much money we've owed last year. They put out like trillions of dollars. Oh, absolutely, dude. Back in May, we were the national debt was about, I don't know, $25 trillion transparent. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, currently... I'm look. I'm gonna look it up right now. Go ahead. all right, guys. Go to um, usdebtclock.org, and you can see the national U.S. debt climbing right now. So you go oh, and God, you, yeah, check out usdebtclock.org, and it's basically a huge timer online that really just shows all the different debts. You can look at the world debt, the state debts. It shows the U.S. national debt climbing right now at 27 trillion. So as you can Holy see, since nuts. May, it's gone up two trillion dollars, and I don't think people understand how big trillion dollars is. If you Dude, look that's... up, if, yeah, if you look on Google and you type in one million versus one billion versus one trillion, they'll put into perspective in how large it really is. Oh my God! Are you on? Dude, this is... Are you on the website right now? I am. I'm watching right now. It's climbing. Yeah, check it out. It's like, oh my lord! What does this mean? Okay, if if. if... For me, because I, I really don't know what I'm reading at this point. <laughs> what does this mean? It just gives you a good overall perspective of like, I don't know, the debt, the gross GDP of the economy. You can, you can, yeah, it's just, yeah, just take a look. There's a lot of numbers, but if you take a look at each section, you can kind of understand what's going on. So you can see like the U.S. federal tax revenue, income tax mm-hmm. revenue. You can even look at average savings per family, average debt per family personal debt per person yeah that's crazy dude but you notice there's more red than there is green yes <laughs> the median income is 35k yeah okay so yeah so you can see you can see how many millionaires we have um you can even look at the dollar to gold ratio paper to gold you can see how many millionaires we have? Where, where is that uh where is that it's in the... if y'all don't know what we're talking about you know just go to u.s debt clock.org and you can see yourself later on when after you're listening to this all the numbers that we're looking at and it's ridiculous yeah you see it you see it climbing so quickly right i've I've heard a lot of conversations and and, you know reading articles that with this happening of last year 2020 we're going to be paying for it for a while with how tax will be yeah how inflations and all that kind of stuff and that's the thing is people keep thinking like, oh, well, even if they bring up taxes, it's not going to affect the, it's only going to affect the rich people. Because obviously, how do we pay back debt? It's with taxes. You know, that's our money. Mm-hmm. That's our money. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're just printing more and more money left and right and they're pumping it into the government, giving it to other countries and whatnot. You know, I mean, I, I, that's, that's just based on what I'm saying. Don't take everything I'm saying completely serious, you know. But um, that's mm-hmm. from what, what I hear. But it, obviously, it's going to affect us in the future. So the higher the debt, yeah. which means you're going to bring up the taxes. And maybe they're all saying, well, it's mm. only going to affect the, the rich people. Well, don't we all don't work in this together because we all play a factor in this economy and in this world. 
you know mm-hmm. you told me about that you, you told me how you know the low affects the high exactly you know so yeah you might tax the rich people more and whatnot the one percent but guess what they own everything if you tax them more guess what they're mm-hmm. gonna bring up the cost of i don't know the goods that they're providing if they're in that type of service or they're gonna need to do more mm-hmm. layoffs so it's gonna affect everyone you know so i don't think we should look at it as a black and white i mean it's kind of inevitable you know that's always gonna be there we can't really do much mm-hmm. about it the government and the federal reserve is gonna do their own thing i mean but mm-hmm. I think the main thing we got to do is stop complaining about what's going on in the world and just focus on what we need to do in order to keep ourselves and our families afloat, you know? How does one prepare for something that's coming like that? Right? Because I know with, with everything increasing, um, when I was talking to my best friend, you know, he kind of like warned me. He was like, you know, watch your money in the next couple of months because inflation might happen. You know, groceries might be more expensive. Gas will definitely be more expensive. Oh, hell yeah, dude. And that stuff's gonna happen very, very slowly. You're not gonna notice one day. Oh, right now a water bottle is one ninety nine, and suddenly it's freaking three ninety nine. It's not. It's gonna be. It's gonna oh be a God. gradual. But the sad thing is too is that as things become more expensive, it's not like people's pay gets more expensive or um, gets higher. You know, so as things get mm-hmm. more expensive around us, majority of people's annual salaries or hourly pay is gonna stay consistent too. So if anything, they're actually losing money. You get what I'm saying? Because everything mm-hmm. else around them is getting more expensive. And we're, we're not going to notice that. Nobody's going to really notice that. Until we actually just kind of live it. And you're like, wait, wasn't gas like just three yeah, bucks? Yeah, you know, you go to McDonald's and like, yeah, you know, you go to McDonald's and I'm like, oh, the dollar menu wasn't even a dollar. You know? <laughs> you know, imagine if the dollar menu becomes like four bucks. Big Mac starts to like, well, the, the craziest thing about I heard about Big Mac is that apparently in um, Switzerland is like eighteen dollars meal. No way. Uh, yeah, it is for for Big Mac. Is, is it because is it because it's so bad for you? They don't want people eating it, so they bring up the price. I think it just it's just like it's just eighteen dollars for a there. Big Mac, dude, bro. It's like two for five right now. Yeah, dude, I'm serious because <laughs> I, I know someone that lives there. And they were like, yeah, but Big Mac is like twenty bucks meal. I was like twenty dollars. You know how much twenty dollars can buy you? That's like four Big yeah, Macs, like bro. That's like over 10 McChickens. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 orders of McChickens. Like, dude, you're good after that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man, because, you know, when, when I see all this, now they're, they're even talking about the uh, $2,000 stimulus package that's mm-hmm. coming in um, with all the Democratic Party coming, being the House lead, being the Senate lead, all that stuff. Do you think that's going to help out? It'll help. But let's be honest, is it going to last people? No, because some people's majority of people's rents is like over a thousand anyway. Well, I'm talking California right now. I guess we're just so used to being mm-hmm. here in the Bay Area. Everything's just ridiculously expensive. You know, you... well, you can you can base it okay. off here then. You know, as we talk to the people, um, you know, living in California, especially in the Bay Area, this is just stupid expensive. Well, how is that? How does that two thousand dollars? It'll work? help a lot, a lot for sure. I'm sure that that's enough to cover like a single person's rent and whatnot. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's not gonna last. You know, um, there is a lot, a lot of money floating around, especially from all the give the government stimulus and all the other uh, programs going on right now. The only problem is the way it's mm-hmm. distributed. You know, it's there's millions mm-hmm. of dollars being given to our governments, like the state government and whatnot, but they're not dispersing it to the citizens. It's anything they're more holding it just to, um, 
you know, for how do I look at how I look at it is there's a lot of money going on. They're just not distributing it correctly. The money should be going not to just the citizens. It should be going to businesses. Talk to me more about that, right? Because my mom actually brought that idea to it. She was like, because she said this, why do businesses still need money? And I kind of give her a, a gist, right? Because she was like, if you're a small business, if you're a business in general, how come when you're generating all this money, you're still selling, you're still working, how can you go bankrupt? The same thing. I'll give, I'll give an example. InShape is still mm-hmm. running, right? The gym is still open, but they file for bankruptcy. True. So how does that work with the small business loans or the, um, the small business assistance, you know, whatever the, whatever the stimulus, you know, the money should go to business as well. There's a lot to that because there's, they're all different kinds of businesses. You know what I'm saying? Like depending on how Mm -hmm. they're filed as Mm -hmm. um, tax purposes. I know that I don't Mm -hmm. think that InShape is completely bankrupt. I don't really know what their situation is, but I do know that usually people file Mm -hmm. a chapter 11 bankruptcy to kind of, um, yes to how would i say to uh, to basically stop the debt collectors from coming after them in a way you know mm-hmm. so they're not completely bankrupt mm-hmm. but ideally the main thing is when people start going out of business or laying people off it's usually due to the profits versus their expenses obviously there is money coming in but it's not enough to sustain based on like projections that they want for the rest of the months and the years because ideally as a business you're expecting higher numbers as time goes you know, but if your numbers are staying mm-hmm. consistent, kind of staying, you know, level, then it's not really gonna go anywhere. There's, there's not really any growth. You're just making it. And I think the main thing people need to understand is that we should be giving more money to the businesses because businesses is what gives the jobs. So if you give it to the people, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. You know, I'm all about that. But give it to the people, to the people that they um, they work for, so they can keep them in working. Because if they weren't, because if these people mm-hmm. are not working, then yes, give them money. But if they're, st- but they're, they just need jobs. Honestly, we just need jobs, so that people mm-hmm. don't have to worry about where's their next paycheck going to come from. Because the whole point of us of this is to work. Yeah, it, I was thinking about that because I have I have friends, uh, in the esport industry working, deaf, deaf, like dead ass wherever they can work. Right, and it's it's basically where the money is. But how can someone work without actually putting himself at risk of COVID? Because it's we still, you know, we still have to play with that hand of no matter what, there's still COVID around. Like we're not fully out of it. And with money assisting us from the government, how can one still be financially prepared for it? Yeah. You know, let's say, let's talk about the, when people get the paycheck, what can they do with that paycheck? Let's give a basis. They get paid $1,000 a paycheck. So 2000 a month. You know, what can they do with that? How can they save up? What, it's all, it's for, all about breaking down the, um, so to basic financial terms, it's just, you just got to learn how to budget and you got to just overall mm-hmm. just build your financial literacy. You know, because mm-hmm. you got money coming in and out. Obviously, there's a flow going on, right? Money comes in, money goes out, right? It's a cycle. Now, what you got to mm-hmm. do is kind of break down where you're at. Okay, how much do I have coming in? If I only have one source of income, obviously, my income is fixed then, correct? Therefore, mm-hmm. 
what do my expenses look like? And then what do I have to work with after all the expenses? But now let's say you're just breaking even. Well, now you're, that's you living paycheck to paycheck. So how can you save? So it's more of understanding your lifestyle mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I have the bills, I have the necessities, but what am I else am I spending my money on that maybe I don't need? Because in order for you to build a savings, it's going to take discipline too. Money is a money mm -hmm. and financial literacy is a skill. It's, it's something that you have to work on. You don't just suddenly become good at saving overnight. It's about, okay, well, let me learn how to save, I don't know, $20 a day or a hundred from each paycheck or this many a week. It's, it's very simple for me to speak on it because it's kind of a, a habit that I've built, but yeah, you got to build that, build that habit in understanding and how to pay yourself first. Because when you learn how to pay yourself first and you create a nice emergency savings and whatnot, then you'll know what's going to happen when the rainy day comes. That's true. Because, again, like when, when people, I was watching Greg mm -hmm. Cardone. <laughs> you know, he was like, do the 40% rule. You know, and you got to put 40% away because the IRS takes 40% away from you. You should, you should pay yourself 40%. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the goal. You know, you, you want to pay yourself as much as you can. You know, they say pay yourself first, mm -hmm. then pay the bills, then pay the other necessities. But it really just depends because that's like one of my favorite things to say. Oh, it depends. Because let's say you're a single father with three kids. And obviously, mm -hmm. it's just you with the income. Your kids aren't working. So you're probably just mm -hmm. just making it or if anything, barely making it. So it's hard, it's hard to get to that mm -hmm. point when it comes to saving. There's the whole term or there's the whole debate of, you know, a lot of influencers out there talking about, well, this is how you should save money. This is how you should save money. But there's other influencers out there telling you, well, you should just make more money. You got to learn how to make more money. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm -hmm. really just, there's two mindsets going mm -hmm. on. You had a scarcity mindset and a growth mindset going on. Not neither of them are bad, but understand what kind of situation you're in. Because you can't just tell the father, well, go make more money. Well, it's hard. He got three kids to take care of, you know? So it mm -hmm. really just depends on the situation. If someone was like single, then maybe they're just blowing their money on dumb stuff and they just got to learn how to save their money better. Or if you tell them to work hard, to work mm -hmm. more and find another job or maybe even start a business, then it'll be easier for them to do that since they don't have any other responsibilities and liabilities, you know? But overall, it's mm -hmm. really just, uh, I don't know. There's just so many factors that you can take in consideration, you know, there is. but in a perfect there situation, is, yeah. of course, you want to just budget, see what your expenses are over the month and just try and put money away as much as you can in places that, you know, you can't touch it, but that's pretty much overall I and I know, right there. And I know we, we, we've talked about it, you know, when we said mindset still plays a big factor on handling money, right? Cause you can, you can say all of it. You can write it down. Right? You can, you know, break down the budget. But then when it comes down to it, if you see what you like, if it's shiny, you end up buying it. You're just like, oh, maybe I can splurge on this for a little bit. Yeah. Right. How, how does a mindset, how can you train your mindset financially? Like, what do you tell yourself? What do I tell myself? Mm -hmm. When you're about to spend, but then you end up not spending anyway. Okay. I look at myself. I'll, I'll, it depends on the, on the item. Let's say it's... um. Let's say it's a, it's a nice a bag. bag. Let's say a designer belt, right? So okay. let's say I want to go buy that. 
the YSL belt that I've been wanting. I'll be like, yeah, I've been wanting this YSL belt. <laughs> and it's nice, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you got to look at mm -hmm. it and understand, okay, do I really want this belt or do I need this belt? How much will my life change mm -hmm. once I acquire this particular item? Will it make me happy? Mm -hmm. How long will it make me happy for? And how often will I be using it at the same time? Mm -hmm. So I, I experienced this over the summer. I bought a few designer items. I don't, I don't wear a designer at all. Um, and so I bought a, a few Ferragamo stuff. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'll step into my game. And then a couple of days later, I was like, okay. I'm about to yeah, return I like, I these games. Even, I'm not even going to wear these. I'm honestly not even going to wear these. <laughs> well, at the same time, I wanted it. And I liked it. I didn't love it. You know? Like, mm -hmm. those sun the sunglasses, the great sunglasses, mm -hmm. I didn't love them, though. I didn't feel like, oh, well, now I'm 10 times more of a boss that I have these clothes on. At the same time, when it comes to those designer stuff, nobody cares. Only people... It's just what That's... we see on social media and on, the, on TV that, oh, all the celebrities wear this, so I should wear it. But in reality, it's like, if I see someone wearing it, I'm like, That's cool. You know, that looks nice, but do you really mm -hmm. need that? Like, what do you, what is there for you to prove? Of course, it's a status thing. It's a thing for maybe it's just for yourself. You know, most of the time it's just mm -hmm. for yourself. Um, but it's really understanding mm -hmm. like, well, what do I really need? And what is this going to do for me in the future? Is it going to be, is it going to mm -hmm. increase in value? Is it going to decrease in value? I'm very analytical when it comes to me spending. I'm not going to lie. It's not me being cheap. I'm just trying to be smart with it, cause, for example, mm -hmm. did you see my um, my recent post on Instagram? The infographic. I did. Yeah. So basically, did, yeah. that's kind of what I look at. You know, money equals time. Let's say you get paid fifteen dollars an hour at work, mm -hmm. and you've been saving money to buy that designer belt for four hundred fifty dollars. Well, four hundred fifty minus divided by fifteen dollars equals 30 hours of your life. So purchasing that belt would mean that you spent 30 hours of your life for a single belt. And I think that's how people should look at it too, especially when you only have one source of income. That's actually how I was going to tell my little brother um, how he should, like when he starts to work, you know, because right now he's getting allowance, right? So he thinks that you know, buying oh, expensive things is... Ah, uh, yeah, those are the worst times too. You want to buy everything? Yeah, so, bro, he would he he bought like a two hundred dollar gaming chair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I swear. He, and, and I was like, bro, you, I, and I told him like, you really bought a two hundred dollar gaming chair? He's like, it was in sale. It was a hundred forty. Boy, boy, you, you did not. Oh my god. And I told him right now, you know, when when he starts to work, it's exactly what you said. You got to realize. How long did it? How long for you to work yeah. to get that item? You know those twenty dollar Jordans. How long did it oh, take you to get that? Maybe a week and a half. A week and a half worth. Bro, of that work. was me when my first with one of my first jobs. I'm making eight dollars an hour, and I'm like, I'm buying my new Jordans. The new Jordans are one eighty. It's like, damn man. Damn. Bro, how, how long did eight you work hours? So let's do the math. One eighty divided by eight dollars, and I'm not even taking consideration taxes right now. But ideally, that's a little that's over true. 20 hours of work. Damn, you were scraping for shit for 20 hours. Jordans, and they got stolen when I was in San Jose. 
That hurt. Oh. That hurt bro. me, dude. Bro. Dude. That kind of mm-hmm. oh my god. There was there was a there was this graphic that I saw that I've been seeing where it's like instead of buying the thing that you want, you invest it on the stock oh, that it pertains. So if you want to buy Nike shoes, you put that money in that Nike shoes that you're mm-hmm. about to have anyway and put exactly. it in the Nike stocks. Is that yeah, something that's absolutely that's what I did. That's why I stopped buying shoes because I realized, okay, so let's say I wanted to buy some Nikes right now. And I'm actually gonna look at the Nike ticker right now. So Nike right now is about a 144 share mm-hmm. currently, as of today, 144. Mm-hmm. So the yearly return on Nike is 43%. Yeah, so it's pretty damn wow. good. Five-year return, as of right now, is mm-hmm. 145%. So, so instead good of buying God. shoes, let me buy this stock. It's ideally the same cost depending on what shoe you buy. Mm-hmm. But here you're purchasing your asset. Now, I know this conversation can go towards another aspect, especially if you're buying certain Nikes that will increase in value depending on, mm-hmm. obviously, who promotes the shoe and who did the collaboration. But mm-hmm. we're talking general terms right now. So let's say I bought that. I bought Instead of me mm-hmm. buying shoes every shoe a month or a shoe, pair of shoes a month, I just bought Nike. Well, look, that you're getting about a 43% return over a year and then the next five years. And Nike ain't going nowhere. They're not going anywhere. No, they're not. They're, they're, I think they're they're... The most valuable shoe brand, if I can pretend. I mean, I can't talk about streetwear or lifestyle, but pretty much in anything you look at, because in Jordan's oh, still yeah. part of Nike. So, of how popular Jordan brand is, is how popular the Nike brand is, and it, people just love, love the, the brand, brand, man. It's it's you can't go wrong. You, you can't, can't go wrong with the check. Like you the can't. moment you and, see yeah, it, you see, and you see it everywhere, you know. NFL, they're all Nike. Yeah. NBA, they're wearing Nike. The NBA. Mm-hmm. So, MLB is yeah, all like, I think Nike. And I, I'm always, I've always been about my Nikes. That's why, that's why I buy Nike stock. And that's why I tell people in general. So, here, quick advice when it comes to buying, if you want to get into stocks, buy the companies that you know and that you that have been around, or also buy the ones that's in your mm-hmm. life. So, for example, I use Apple products. I have. MacBook, I have an iPhone, so I'm going to invest in Apple because obviously I use the products. I wear a bunch of Nikes, mm-hmm. so I'm going to invest in Nike. All my all my um mm-hmm. my credit cards, debit cards, they're all Visa, so I invest in Visa. So w- that's a simple way to do it. Invest in what you know, invest in what you like, and what's been around. Like at, in like at my office, I only or my office or what I was using in school, we all use Microsoft Word, Excel. PowerPoint. So I'm going to invest in the Microsoft stock. It's actually fairly simple, you know, and that's what we, that's considered more of like value investing because you know that company's going to be around for a while. Lastly, I want to talk to you about since we're in the topic of stocks anyway. I sent you that message on Twitter. Yeah, you yeah, don't got to mention that. the name. Uh, that person's actually that person's actually going to be in the podcast soon. But you know what that person said is. You know what stock can I get? It is short mm-hmm. and fast that I can get my money back. Please tell the people what they that really means. Fast money, honestly. They want fast. They want fast money like how, and a high return. Is that even? Is that oh, possible? It's possible? It's possible. You gotta know what you're doing, though. So we're talking about like so. Mm-hmm. Now you guys got to think, take into consideration time, uh, time and risk. Obviously, when you're going for lower risk, mm-hmm. you're going to need more time. But if you're going for higher risks, there's shorter time, right? So you want to make fast mm-hmm. money? It's easy. It's actually 
fairly easy. You got to know what you're doing. Like, for example, today I do options. So mm -hmm. whatever positions I'm in, I usually up a couple hundred right when I wake up. And so it's like, okay, fast money. But you can go the complete opposite way too. Should people start knowing stocks by trading? Yeah. I mean, do your research, of course, but at the same time, try it out and jump into it. I mean, people, some people think about it too much. Oh, I need to do more research before I start investing. And here's something that I saw online that really made me laugh. It's kind of like, why do people need to focus so much on um, doing the research? Of course, you want to do the research, but let's be honest. Did you read a book before you started having sex? No, you were curious and you did it out of emotion and hormones, correct? So it's kind of like you're going to learn from experience. So you want to get into stocks? Then go buy a stock. We'll show you. We'll sh go get, get your feet wet. You know, and then you'll learn, okay, mm -hmm. I bought at the wrong time. Oh, I got to buy when it's red, not when it's green. Oh, I got to pay attention to where what's going on with the company itself. You know, the news or mm -hmm. even just the hype itself. So, I mean, obviously that was a very uh, gener uh, generic analogy I did there, but you get what I'm saying? It works. You're right. You're right. And to top it all off, you know, the topic for our topic for today is, um, I, I read it last night as well. It, I don't know if Warren Buffett really said this, but you buy the stock when people are scared no, sorry. You, yeah, you buy it when people are scared. You sell so it. So the, when people the are saying scared. is, uh, you become become fearful when people are greedy, and become greedy when people are fearful. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah. Facts. You know, uh, you know, for the people that's listening, it, the the podcast is just finance and lifestyle, right? So every we kind of rotate around every week, just to kind of. For one, a fresh, a fresh kind of look into things, and to to give to give more context into our conversation, because then last week we had the lifestyle one, which is perfect because it was the beginning of the year, beginning of the week. I can't mm. believe we're already in the second week. Right, that fast. And Darrell, being a, a financial advisor, of course, we want to be able to expand on his, on his knowledge and his information for you guys to use, um, whether that be again about stocks. Um, about retirements, about savings, um, what to do with specific kind of situations with your money. Down in the description of this podcast, you guys will see a email box or an email for you to ask a question of how to do certain things. Maybe we can open up to the public for a forum, right? Maybe we can read one, um, one question regarding to the topic at hand and we can try our best to answer it. But other than that, man, do you have anything no, else to much. say? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I got a lot to say, but we'll save that for another episode. That's why we created this. Well, we, well, we, we have yeah, like 50 weeks left. years, bro. My, our, our goal was to speak, <laughs> all right, 25 minutes. Obviously, we're at 35 now because these conversations yep. just go a whole other direction. Mm -hmm. And then next week, I'm already going to forget mm -hmm. when we talked about the last one. So... Yeah, well, yeah, well, the, the the next week is lifestyle, so uh, people will catch on on how to, um, how mm -hmm. the the show will work. You know, every two weeks it changes, every week it changes, but then it's similar to what we think. But you know, again, every every time that we get around, there's mm -hmm. gonna be 
new conversations, right, new things that comes up. And I think opening up to, to the public of asking them what they want to hear or what, any questions that they may have, it's a, good, it's a good way to kind of see, you know, to kind of involve yeah. the community, involve the people. Well, man, we're going to have another one. This is yep. episode due down. Um, I'm, I'm excited for whatever too, comes up. I'm excited too. Man. So until the next episode. Yes, sir. All right, man. Yes, awesome. sir. I'm in.